Welcome to Countdown to Infinity and Avengers podcast. I am so excited. We're three weeks out from when Avengers Endgame came out. (laughs) (laughs) Baby. How how far out are we from fucking Spider-Man? We're only a month, a month and some change away from Spider-Man. Really, far from home? Not too far at all, though. Not 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 too far from home, baby. Uh, If you this is your very first podcast, there's a whole lot of episodes. We are uh, trudging along here. Yeah, wondering why the fuck you're listening to this. I know there's so many. This is your first podcast. (laughs) We're we're I think we're close to episode sixty, or maybe we're at past sixty. But um, so we watched every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie uh, in season one leading up to Infinity War, and then we talked about every single superhero. Leading there. up to Ant-Man and the Le- Wasp. Leading up to uh, Endgame. Uh, uh, yeah, so, and Endgame <laughs> came out. That episode's out there, too. It's really fun. Uh, my name's Emmanuel, one of your permanent hosts. Hey, I'm John, one of your other hosts. Andrew's not here. He is no longer a permanent host. That's true. I, That's only, he was was he, he on every single uh, He episode? was. Yeah, yeah, Drew's like a very uh, interesting person. He like <laughs> He has taste. <laughs> That's... That so is like, a that's a very good word to yeah. use. Interesting. Yeah. It's not offensive. It's, it's not a, promoting anyone. It's, it's very just, neutral, honestly. Yeah, interesting. It's like when you see like w- when you see a person with a haircut you don't like and you don't want to <laughs> insult them, you just say your hair is very interesting. Ooh, yeah. I've That's had people say that about... <laughs> totally Drew. People actually. have said that about me. They're like, you're really interesting. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, okay, cool. But but was it a girl or a guy, though? Both at the same time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Non-binary. They told Non-binary. you all this. <laughs> yeah. And Adam is here. Adam, who That's was... We were on season one at some point. I was oh, on were, yeah. uh, the Winter Soldier Boy. Oh, you had one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Did you guys... Um, so... Uh, do you guys watch like video essays on on films like on YouTube? Are you guys kind of like? Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes, thing? yeah. Yeah, not yeah. on Orson Welles. Sometimes. Although I will say, no one has ever called it a video essay to me. What is it called? A, a film? viral vi- like Charlie bit my finger. Um, um, well, well, there's this. The, <laughs> well, well, there's this YouTuber um, called Patrick H. Willems. Have you heard of him? No, no. He he's pretty good. I, I think he's a bit of a contrarian, but um, he makes very well thought out essays. And uh, this re- he he did a whole series. I haven't watched totally, but on it was on the MCU. Are you plugging another? I mean, like entity. I, I don't have any financial like connection with Patrick H. Williams, but he brings up an interesting yeah. point about. What's Marvel. his download number like? Is it more than one hundred sixty thousand? <laughs> yeah, should sure. we be worried? Oh yes. shit! Yeah, he he far exceeds you at uh, of co- like combined. Well, he all. should be he should be promoting us. <sighs> I'll, I'll tweet at him or something. Yeah, I don't do even that. Have Twitter. Um, he he talks about how there's no progression in the Marvel um cinematic universe. It's it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, you the Marvel the that's MCU, a pretty black and white though. Like yeah, it's, it's stuff we choose. I mean, like not to overall, talk about. there's no like consequences to anything. At oh, all. definitely. Yeah. Like, it's I think we've I think we might have said that during the uh previous episodes. I can't for the life of me remember which but like it's the fact that like you know it's yeah it's endless like you know it's, sorry, it's i didn't basically... want to take over this podcast no no no, no. You know you're totally right yeah. because like me and drew have been talking about i mean drew's not here but like you know we've been talking about like how yeah like this has to hit beats because t- it needs to uh resonate with a well yeah because large you'll audience. have like the you'll have the conflict and then it'll just go right back to a neutral point that was at the beginning of it to mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, now we can input um, another story without any risk to the overall like arc. 
Which is kind of genius in a way because it's a it's a it's a comic book thing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think that's what he said on the yeah. video essay. And it's like it makes sense because you're gonna have so many different writers and you're gonna have all these all these people and you have all these issues that you have to keep up with and it's like it's a sustainable mode of um creativity. I mean, I don't particularly I don't know. I, I rather I, I'd like to see things change over time, but I mean I, I I get it, you know, it makes sense for the the business model that um Marvel and Disney like yeah, set yeah. up. The know? MCU is very much a macro level of storytelling. It's uh what is going to happen across the span of six movies and there's there's Is that macro? Is it macro? Yeah, yeah. it's macro, not micro. Okay. Micro is like per movie. What is the thing that's going on in this one movie, and how do they get like th- the overall thing? Yeah, yeah. Macro. I think they very much look into the overall picture, and they kind of plan out mm-hmm. where are these characters going to end up across the span. It's like I planning mean, a TV technically show. Technically, it's like yeah, like a TV show, but technically, it's a bit lazy. But oh, uh, because no, it, it's easier. Hot take. It, it's easier. Oh my gosh, say. super hot take. Because I don't think you no, know no, who no. listened to this I, I podcast. Shouldn't, I shouldn't. I'm sorry. Give all out your listeners. Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah. No, I keep going, please, please, please yeah. keep going. I don't mean that in a insulting way because I get it that it, it it in in the way that it's lazy, it's actually a boon to it in the sense of creative freedom to. Anybody who wants to be making films for it. Like, I mean, someone could just come in and make a Punisher movie or something and have whatever story they want as long as the A and B points, the end, the start and the beginning, I mean, the, the start and the end, uh, come back together so you can just continue on with the entire universe with stuff without, like, having any major, you know... Um, difference. So it's like, it, it, it's kind of a weird thing that you're bounded by the studio, but also have all the freedom between that. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's kind of fascinating in that way, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, it, yeah, it, and, and it does take it a lot from the, uh, from just the serial nature of these comic books right. to where you know there's another issue coming out and you know that it's not like they're going to stop making issues. And I think that's what's really exciting about uh, this multiverse that's being set up at the MCU is it it will create mm. something where there isn't a there, there there can be more risk because that's what I'm saying. They don't like, have to be. It's a multiverse. Yeah. Why not just like well do now something it's here. Insane. It's here now after ten years and all like, of these really Doctor big movies. Strange saw fourteen all what, of fourteen those. million. Yeah, yeah possibilities yeah. and one of them tony stark probably farts and yeah. kills Thanos even like even in the doctor strange movie like he actually goes through it, a visual representation of the fucking multiverse yeah like you know he's like thrown into mm-hmm. it like you know he's being ripped apart mm-hmm. per se because yeah. he's like going through all these like dimensions yeah so shit uh there's a couple things i want to talk about this episode uh the first thing <laughs> that i'll talk about and it kind of ties in so i'll talk it was the last thing i was going to talk about it was the f- there's now a there's now a, an interesting article. I gotta find out where it was from, but it, it it's basically a breakdown of the structure of having two movies as a finale, and we'll talk about finales Isn't in like in a, a broader sense in a oh, bit. Okay, never mind. But it's also it's a, it's an interesting idea 
Because it's, mm. it is kind of risky. Because if people didn't like part one, what will make them come back for part two? Oh, shit. But okay. it, I'm but just going to hold my tongue. But keep, if it, co- keep talking. But if, it, but if it does work, it's an incredibly smart thing. Because you get this, uh, this idea that it's must-see. I have to watch it right, right now. Right. You get that twice. You double hey. the box office that you normally would get. And you double the... Just for probably a past mm. year now, you you double the conversation you normally would have had. Is this if a this hot was take just one though? movie? This is a hot take though. Infinity War was the true ending of the MCU, and everything else is just kind of like one of the endings, and it's a f- made up ending that doesn't matter. Uh, you mean this one? Well, like, well, like Infinity War was. Uh, because Thanos was right all along, so like, oh yeah, yeah, you, you, you could end oh, it yeah. at Infinity I, War. I, I can see that. Yeah. Infinity Sorry. War is a natural ending. That could be the yeah, end. Yeah, you could totally ex- not yeah. even care about Endgame. And I think we talked fine. about it. But on I feel like Endgame was like a total game changer, even towards Infinity War. Like it was but a like, response to Endgame the, the, the is, craziness that the Endgame was. Endgame was fan service payoff, while Infinity War was was an interesting take on like the superhero um Losing? ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Like the loss. Basically. Yeah, and yeah, like the the, the, take. the approach that you would take the approach that um what saving the universe is, like what you have what the risk is involved. Because Thanos is like one of the best characters in the MCU. So that's why it's like Endgame Endgame is like I loved Endgame Endgame, don't get me wrong, but it is it is just a fan service movie. It, uh, that's it. Maybe, but it these two movies were written together to be one big long movie. Well, for sure. So yeah. the outline, and I think we talked about an Endgame, is they originally were going to have the cuts in different places between the movie. It was going to uh, originally. It was going to end. It wasn't going to end with a Thanos snap. It was going to end with them. I think with Ant Man coming back. That's how Infinity War was going to end. And so. It, oh. They were going to tell this really long, big story, and they just had to decide where it would end to where it would have the maximum effect for viewers yeah. to be like, I w- want to go back and tune they in next they, week. They shouldn't have had that post credit scene in, in Infinity War. Just put it out there. Oh, the, the yeah. Captain Marvel? The Captain Marvel yeah, one? Was yeah. It wasn't as... It was almost a baity. It bit. was baity. That was lead-in for the Captain Marvel movie, not so much the... The, 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 the whole had nothing to do with thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 But John, yeah, yeah, what, what did you want to say about uh, the finale thing? Because it's hard to have a finale. I will say that. We're learning now from Game of Thrones and every finale ever. Oh, can we talk that about you can't, Game of Thrones? Not on this no. podcast. But you, you, <laughs> finales are difficult because nobody wants it to end. But if it does have to end, it's something that... <laughs> People think that they have an emotional investment in yeah. and That's have a specific thing that they want. What was the question again? Sorry. But what did you like... think about this whole finale aspect for for Avengers: Infinity War? And I and thought it actually um, the way it was executed was like not bad. Like you know, it's it's um, <clears throat> it kind of gave me closure, which is something that I couldn't say before. You know, in any of the other Marvel movies, even like from the stuff that we've reviewed, and you know, um, on the podcast and stuff like that. It's. It was almost jarring because it kind of is an ending, mm. even though you know it's not. Like you know, you know that like the Black Widow movie or the Eternals or uh, you know Doctor Strange two, mm. is coming on the horizon. Um, I thought it was like not bad for what they're actually doing. Like you know, again because like you know, they they're doing all this stuff now where it, it kind of like caps it. You know, um, at least you know, I don't want to. Eh, 
caps it like era wise because they're obviously like you know they're they're selling the fact that that this is the end you know like um, for, you know for the biggest character yeah, like right. the russos right. the russos are going on this like fucking campaign apparently yeah. trying to uh explain the uh well, ending or the it's the decisions central, man yeah like, yeah exactly it, it's literally like all was it it's fan service like, it's literally fan service central yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's like that's uh, i i want to say that it's endgame is kind of like this nostalgia um centered film in the sense of like let's go over all the previous iterations that we had in the mcu as much as we can at least the key like moments and let's pay them off let let it's it's like it's like uh you you go to um vegas and you're finally cashing in all those chips you know like you're you're done with gambling and let's just like get everything going and I loved it. Like it was, it was amazing in that sense. And that's, it's like, that's, um, the beauty of Endgame. It's oh, like, definitely. It, it's, yeah. it's that indulgence of the, the, the fan service and nostalgia porn that is, uh, uh, Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like this is the, um, it's funny. Like you talk about Game of Thrones, but like, you know, this is the actual <laughs> satisfying, um, yeah. version of like, of long-term storytelling mm. because like, you know, you, don't have anywhere else to go because, like, you know, the hero has to win and stuff. Mm, yeah. So, like, you know, you, you write that into it, but it's very satisfying. So, like, you know, it's to me, it's it's it doesn't, you know, um, it doesn't like you know, it it doesn't have a negative connotation to me. Like, I I think it's right. it's pretty great. The only thing that's really weird to me is the fact that like you know, uh, you don't answer these things that happen during the plot, you know, like mm-hmm. the time travel stuff. But, you know, you know that this universe is going to go on, so... You don't need to, yeah, necessarily. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need to... Um, You know, the, the question is open-ended, and you don't know how you're going to get the actual answer to whatever, you know, was, was um, raised before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's going to be okay, because, you know, they, they, they kind of know what you're they're setting up, so... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 difficult, and I, I started thinking about it uh, and other films, and thinking about what the finales were for some of the better films, and it's difficult to think of one that um, usually, especially at this level where they were talking about big budget movies, because normally the reason why they stop making a movie is because it didn't do well. Does that make sense? Like they mm-hmm. stopped making a sequel for this movie because it didn't do well, so there it didn't have a planned finale like endgame was even though they're continuing this was a planned finale for a certain thing um like now people are going back blade runner 2049 uh another every harrison ford thing like now they're going back to have planned finales to older things but uh like if you think about a lot of these franchises they they don't have planned finales. They're just like, oh, the last movie didn't do well. We're not going to make any more. Yeah, because it's the way, like, writers or, like, creators work. Like, you know, you're just trying to get people interested in the next thing that you're doing. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're not trying to write an ending for that because you want, you want people to, to more, watch, yeah, yeah to, to watch more. Stuff, well, so. um, I think to tie it back to Game of Thrones a bit, um, there's, like, two, I think George R.R. R. Martin had said, like, uh, there's two different approaches to um, writing. There's the architects who know like each and every plot point, beat. Like, yeah, yeah, each beat, 
<clears throat> like I like Harry Potter would be a, a great example. Like J.K. Rowling knew like what would happen throughout the whole series, yeah. right? Like this, 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 and that. And there's other ones who are like more like growers. Like they're people who like plant seeds and let the characters kind of do what they would naturally mm-hmm. do. And sometimes the garden can get overgrown and the gardener can't like keep up with it. And that's kind of like what happened to Game of Thrones. Yeah, with George Martin. Like yeah. he, it just bloomed into and he's a more, gardener. much more. Yeah. yeah, he's a gardener. He just lets those things grow. And um, I think for these big like MCU stuff like stuff like that, it, it's more of an architect sort of thing. Like we can't let too much character development get in the way of um, the whole um, the whole arc of of the, the What's universe. About to happen? Yeah, yeah, because like we need to keep it within the beats of like every the Marvel single... universe. Yeah, yeah, and like so there's nothing, there's nothing like wrong that. with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah there's not, nothing okay. wrong with it. It's just a different way of. But you kind of approaching it. It's just that you you the the but pro, a certain the cons, fan knows people yeah. like what's coming. In yeah. other words, yeah. yeah, the cons are just that you know you have to sacrifice like realistic characters. You have to because like they're gonna make a weird choice because you have to be in line with the order of events. Mm-hmm. You know what what so. benefits Marvel uh, to that respect is they have such fantastic source material that right. they don't necessarily need to create the beats themselves, but just find out where they go. Does that make sense? Like a lot of the twists that happen like in Marvel they have like each like, have happened yeah. in this comic book. So they just have to choose the ones that work for them mm-hmm. and they can't and no one can blame them and say, well that's out of character. Well mm-hmm. no, it's not because it's in the actual mm-hmm. the Bible of this character. Right. And so they just have to decide, well when should we do that? When should this character turn bad? Mm-hmm. Let's put him in like the fourth movie. That's or still like that. I mean that's still very difficult, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's yeah. still a, it's still uh yeah it's still a really weird game to play. Yeah. Because like Endgame, it's it, it's like it's so it's so strange how it all worked out. I mean, in a good way. Like I I think it's fascinating how like it all worked out. But like you're not really thinking about really how Captain America or Iron Man or Thor would really react to this. Like, Thor right, was cool yeah. in the sense that he actually had some development for once in his fucking yeah. life where he becomes but he, he became dummy a thick. Yeah, yeah dummy oh, yeah. thick uh, Thor. But um, it, it still needs to be within the... But, but, they all, but those choices of character development were in the sense to serve the plot, though. Because, like... Thor could have been the one to put on the Infinity Gauntlet, and he could have handled it. But like, we didn't want that. We wanted the payoff of Iron Man being the one to do it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's no question that Iron Man would have done it because Thor was, you know, fat and lazy. Yeah. And Hulk already had done the it, uh, yeah. done it before to bring everybody back. So it's like it's 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 like plot conveniences at the risk of like you know character realistic like character motivations but it, it, it it's fine it's not it's not a bad thing it's just more of like what you have to compromise to get the job done mm-hmm. you know? yeah it is and, and partially because it is so packed of of just stuff i mean i i guess plot i mean i mean we talk about all the time travel it's just a packed movie it'll be interesting and i haven't done this but 
uh, maybe we'll go back and watch Infinity War and this movie back to back and what see. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> you know, in, in a week where we're off. Um, Yo. Just to kind of see how they, they in fact, play together. we should together. just watch from Iron Man 1. And just all like, the way through. All 20, way through. <laughs> that's not even 23 hours. It's more than that. It's like John Favreau, when he Call did, us, when he directed... <laughs> Iron Man one, he knew what end. Well, because it is at the end of the day, that is the context. That's why these yeah. movies seem so uh, like ellip- dot 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 at the end is yeah. because they're they're sort of meant as mm. a a longer piece, like a long marathon of things. Right, right. Um, and, and I mean, these movies, a lot of them work well as their own thing. I mean, yeah. that's why they're able to hire such great filmmakers. Mm. And uh, you know, say, hey, you've got this this chapter in this really long book, but you're I feel like you're meant to and that's why this podcast I think did so well is because people are are they read the book. They watched every chapter and they're like, We've we're now at the ending of this book and like we we read every chapter and what are we what are we gonna get? So and we wanna talk about it's it, meant yeah. to be that way. So you it's really, really burp, cool. Right. Huh? You can my burp. No on the point. <laughs> okay, I'm just wondering. It was gonna go unnoticed until now, honestly. <laughs> I'm um, just the, saying, yeah. The other thing I want to bring up is something I didn't know. And so for this movie, there were 2,400 visual effects shots. There were 12. Oh, my God. There were 12 visual effects Ooh. companies. ILM was just this one of the them. This is the peak where we're going to get like a big, big budget filmmaking oh, yeah. at this point. Humongous. But here's what I didn't know is because of rights, what happens, even if you worked on a previous movie, is all of your computer files. So let's say you were uh, making Rocket Raccoon on your computer. And you, for one half of one second of a scene, you made it great for, for Guardians of the Galaxy. When it comes to Endgame, you can't just download that same thing that you made. All of that is gone. That is all the rights for that one movie for the one studio. So every time you see Rocket Raccoon, he's recreated from scratch every single time. And the closest... Oh, my the, God. The, it's it's weird crazy. rights stuff. But the, the closest thing they can do is they hired the same visual effects producers... But completely different people had to to make every effect in this movie, and I just think like that. What kind of terrible? What a an bit. inefficient way to do yeah, it. But like it's fucking the movie industry does. How not many types have of their fucking, how many Bradley Coopers did they have to recreate? <laughs> yeah, to? like it's like their their coins are not together. Like I, at this I don't, point, what, that's fucking. Stupid. I feel like I don't know what they do. That are they afraid that someone's gonna just take Groot on their thumb drive and then like? I think so. Yeah, like it's like you know they um they did the template for. Rocket Raccoon for Detective Pikachu, really. Yeah. So, same people, right? Who, yeah, who did yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So I guess, but the thing is, like, whoa, like it's it's a very tedious thing yeah, to yeah, be like, exactly. okay, let's like, start why from would you scratch. Do that every it's single movie. Crazy. Let's start from scratch and and make a new thing. But I I, I do think that um, you know most of Endgame, if anything. I mean, it's a lot of things, but if anything, it is still a filmmaking marvel in terms of logistics. Yeah, to, to it's an actual cinematic. It is season insane. finale. Yeah, to like whatever the fuck they had. Whether like, it's you know. th- just the elements that make up this thing, the scheduler who does, who could get everyone it, together. Imagine day, that guy. Yeah. Like that guy's gonna sleep for like two yeah. days straight. Like ima- like you know. And now or, if he hasn't done it now. And now like, we're we're imagine. getting like really cool set picks with everyone, and it's in you know they're. They're making meal, making meals with each other. And I don't think anything bigger than what they're doing in this. Like, there's never been before seen. Like, Godzilla will, no, I'm just like, I guess technically, like, <laughs> I mean, size like, wise, how many famous actors all just put into one fucking thing? It's insane. 
We've, we've yeah, never seen totally this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. The first of its kind, yeah. I, I don't think we'll ever see it again in our lifetime. Nope, honestly. not at all. This is like yeah. probably the only thing that people will gravitate to when it comes to like a giant cast, yeah. critically mm. acclaimed or otherwise, you know, just mm. on that, you know, on that front. The only Come on, DC. I know. Well, Catch up, DC. Well, so this is I don't the know, day. but DC's yeah. going a little too hard yeah. for their they're going own a, good. They're yeah. taking a hard left. But this is the dangerous thing. And I mean, I love event. It's good when it's successful. But I now feel like every movie studio is going to try to attain. Oh, yeah. We talked about this on the Mummy Returns podcast, I think. Oh, the dark universe. They're all <laughs> going to try to create a, their own universe. Uh, really. and, it's, yeah. and that's all everything Pokemon, will be. Pokemon about. is probably going to be that, that way, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's how corporations work. You need to have, you, you would love to have a 20 year like plan of like what your projects are going to yeah. be and all set up. But uh, Dark Universe really <laughs> just kind of uh, shit the bucket. You can't replicate. I mean, the uh, Kevin Feige, Feige. Feige. He, he talks about how many mistakes led up to the MCU being what it is and like how much they had to risk everything 40 times or how are they about to lose everything mm. all the time. And so you can't replicate that. Like It's kind of crazy how it even happened because uh, yeah. Iron Man 2 was not like... The best thing ever, mm. right? And Incredible, what, the Incredible Hulk was, like, kind of, yeah, you know, kind they, of wonky, right? They legitimately thought yeah. they could never make a Marvel movie without Iron Man in it because that was the only one that, that they had, people, yeah. like, understood. Um, <laughs> and then it started, you know, happening. Like, it started just started working. And then Avengers, everyone was like, this is the craziest thing. This yeah. is the biggest thing ever, this first Avengers movie. And so it's it's hard. No studio can replicate what Marvel has done because yeah. Marvel took some extraordinary risks in the beginning, um, and now they're like playing with house money. Like they can do whatever they want, right. but un- until you get someone else who takes those big risks, then it should be okay. But I, also, I mean, like Marvel has like such a huge backing now. Prior, yeah. well, I mean, even prior to yeah. Iron Man and stuff, it had the context of like just comic. F- you know, comic fans and whatnot. So I, I mean, I wonder what really could be the, the next Marvel, yeah, franchise. It's it like a seems... known. You're right, because Marvel yeah. is what fifty years. It's a, mm. it's a really old known IP, yeah. and everyone points at DC, but it's, it's a very different. Marvel's time. older, than, no, no, DC is older. older yeah, no, yeah. DC is older, but Marvel's like a little bit more modern. So like you know, you can yeah. do all that stuff. Well, it's also it. relatable. Yeah, yeah. And then DC's they're all mostly more, human. Yeah. DC's ideal, and Marvel's like more like relatable. So. Yeah, so we'll 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 have to see what happens. I mean, I don't think it's. I wouldn't bet against uh, the MCU folks. So I assume in ten twenty years we'll be talking about whatever I the next so. big thing is, and yeah. it's probably gonna be on Netflix. To be honest with you, I'm just kidding. No, Disney Plus or whatever. But um, I mean, like I'll put this out there. Like I feel like. I don't know. Like, I feel like Marvel could go the way of the Western, though. Because, like, how long was the Western um, uh, genre? For a decade. For a decade? Yeah. Oh, so this has been way longer yeah. than the Western, huh? Yeah. I, the only reason I say I wouldn't bet against them is mm. this... The 70s were, like, I think I s- the decade for Westerns. Uh, yeah. But I think I sent John this <clears throat> thing from Avengers and then Avengers Age of Ultron. There's always an article that says this is peak, and now it's superhero fatigue is going to set in. Yeah. But I don't. It never happened in those all the time that they've rewritten and rewritten yeah. the same article and just changed the date it was it was published. Mm. I have no idea, and I don't know. It's, I, it's just so fascinating. That people really care about superheroes. Yeah, much, you know. I don't know. 
and specifically just these mm. m- these Marvel ones. And I feel like yeah, this yeah. is what the good pairing is with Disney because Disney, if anything, knows how to make their thing relevant for a long time. And by oh, that yeah. I mean they they're gonna. It's already super important for children. But guess what happens to those kids? They they're grow gonna up. grow, and then they're and, nostalgia. Yeah, and then they get the second. I mean, now with the live action stuff, you want to see Lion King again? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Aladdin, Aladdin, maybe no, but uh, I always some kind of Aladdin <laughs> squad. Yeah. Uh, off topic question: Do you think some that kind of fresh prince? Do you think that Aladdin like squad. Lion King, Jungle Book type movies should be called live action? No. <laughs> okay. Cool. I was that's like a weird thing because I'm like yeah I guess what's it's... the most obscure Disney movie that they ought to make live action into? Song of the South hasn't been out of the box. Oh God. fucking hell! Well, it hasn't been Why out. Why did of... you go there? I'm just God saying. Damn it, Delphin. It's, it's not out of the Disney vault. Hey, and hey it... that ride in Disney World is great. It is. You're gonna fun. leave it's that. So much fun. You're gonna leave that Bear here Rabbit. because it sucks. But like, uh-huh. well, I'm damn. I'm just 100 percent sure. Like, it's such a weird <laughs> thing. Like, I went to that Disney shareholder meeting, and three of the questions were, "When are you gonna release Song of the South?" And they're just like, "Fuck you." <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, this is a lot. This is really like, tough stuff." Where's Bear Rabbit? Brazil. Where's Bear? Aquarela do Brazil. Bear. Bear? Yeah, know. they have a lot of really old stuff, I guess. And Aquarela do Brazil, like if you like Terry Gilliam, like it's a Disney. Is uh, it really? Take on Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, Aquarela, Aquarela do Brazil. I yeah, and huh. you know what? Disney I've doesn't really. They don't oh, really. Should, we should probably. Oh. Their yeah, whole live Alan that. Horn, yeah. the, the whole live action part of Disney is now just these. John Favreau, I know yeah. remakes, and John Favreau now who is like the king of Disney. He's now a dig- Disney. Legend uh, as of like this week. And now he's singing on Star Star Wars. I heard he's gonna be like Kevin Feige the type. The Mandalorian. I know. Yeah. How exciting. Um, but yeah, cool. I mean, uh, I don't really talk about. I mean, uh, it's gonna pass yeah, Avatar. In, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna pass Avatar in box office uh, by the end of this weekend um, in domestic. I don't know how it's doing worldwide. I will say this, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but huh. I feel like Avatar and Titanic were number one in the box office for months. And oh, yeah, they had a they had a great shelf life. Yeah, you know what I mean? like leg, like what do they call leg? Not leg room. They call legs. legs. Just they good had legs. good getaway sticks, baby. Yeah, sexy diamond. legs, legs yeah. diamond. Yeah. But this movie, and I, maybe it's just the time that we're in. It's like yeah. make your money in the first weekend and then get out of there. That's kind of how it is. Like no one really watches a movie like a month after yeah. it comes out, right? Or does it? I'm not, I'm not sure. Like I watched, like you know. Shazam, yeah. pretty late. But in John, the game. you're you're yeah. you're you're uh, an outlier. Yeah, you, we we have to. And I love outliers. <laughs> That's totally we, true. Yeah, yeah uh, we technically outliers. have to watch these movies no matter Cinephiles. what. Fuck you, because you have a, a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of free time cut out for you. Yeah. But that's one because I, I remember don't have a lot of free time. Fuck you. When Titanic came out, <laughs> hey, fuck you, Just fuck kidding. you. When when Titanic came out, not only was that movie <laughs> so talked about everywhere on like the news, but it was the number one requested song. Like it was. What? legitimately the number one pop culture thing for months titanic kind of the same with titanic, avatar yeah. for a long time it was just i mean this is the number one reason why princess and the frog failed is because it came out the same week of avatar and there's a whole list of movies mm-hmm. that came out mm-hmm. the same week or after avatar that failed but it's mm-hmm. kind of weird because endgame has only been out three weeks yeah. and i feel like it's slowly already 
starting to fade. Yeah, Godzilla's coming, so I don't know. And John Weird. Wick. John Wick is already beating Three, it in the box office. Parabellum. Parabellum. On Revenge of the Sequel. All podcast. right. Okay. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening to this shortened episode of Countdown to Infinity and Avengers podcast. I know we talked about a lot of random stuff, but we are going to see you again next week. But listen to our other podcast, Revenge of the Sequel. Um, a podcast just about sequels. There's new episodes out there. You can go to patreon.com slash delphinpod and donate to the pod. There's episodes. And our next episode, which has something to do with space, is will it? be out there. Yeah. Which one is it? Space Battles. <laughs> wink, wink. What the fuck? Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. I'm uh, so sorry. The people on Patreon will get to listen to that new thing. I thought you meant immediately. First. I was like, what? It's going to be a swamp. No. What do, you, what do you What do you guys have to plug? Remember, this is going out to a very large audience. Uh, what do you have to take a look, Adam? Oh, um, if you love uh, auteur movies. theory and yeah. movies in general, uh, check uh, check me out on Director Showdown. You can check us out on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, we we rev- we choose two directors and face them off and watch their uh, selected filmography, and we have a great time. And these two. Lovely boys are on a few episodes. We're lovely boys. Yeah. Lovely. I mean, I mean that in the most genuine, sincere way. Yeah. But you guys can just, like, destroy that compliment. It's fine. I feel like you're doing it right now. He winked winked to both of us at the same time. I'm using both my eyes. I can't even wink. So I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just a blink. You can't can't really wink? Okay. Anyways, yeah. Check out Director Showdown. And uh, check out everything on Sticker Fridge Studios. It's an art collective based in San Antonio. We have a lot of cool stuff like podcasts and videos. Yeah, stickerfridge.com, the website, is mm-hmm. pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loads of things to uh, chew on. Right John, what do, you, what do you have to plug? Everything that Adam had to plug. All right, mm-hmm. cool. And that's Synergy. it. What no, do you have to plug? No, I just um, plugged uh, everything. Sticker Fridge, uh, you know, go on to stickerfridge.com. There's a lot of, uh, you know... Everyone, um, we got some cool takes on that. Fucking hell, well, fuck John! Else. You're really choking up about Sticker Fridge, man. You have some weird emotional connection. Exactly. Going on. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I have a chub, and then it, it's going down. <laughs> what for that are you talking about? I can fix that. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Later, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>